For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, there, there he is. is. What's up, Big Walt? Hey, what's up, guys? I almost gave y'all the, uh, what, the 15-minute professor, like, okay, they're not showing up. I'm about See, to dip. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what we were just saying is we've got to get him in here. We cannot keep He's a busy man. <laughs> I wasn't busy. I was just sitting here. I'm like, okay, level five. Okay, okay. I got up for this. Let's go. Well, now this has become a running bit on the show. So this is comedy gold. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see it, what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right. I don't know if Walter's going to find it funny that you made him wait. Here's, yeah. what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, hit the theme song, and then I will give you a proper introduction. And we'll be off and running and talk about some draft picks and uh, probably talk about whether, when, and when and how fast we need to get DK re-signed and that kind of thing. And then right. we'll get you out of here and on your way. Hit the theme song. Let's do it. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I am Seahawks superfan Brett Davern and joining me as always on the on the podcast is my co-host Seahawks All-Pro, you know him, middle linebacker, number 51, Lofa Tatupu. What's up, buddy? What's happening? Uh, uh, before we get to our guests, let me just very quickly tell everyone about our sponsor, Bet Online. Our partners, Bet Online, continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. Don't forget the MLB is back and also the Stanley Cup playoffs kicking off. So, Lots to wager on at betonline.ag. Use our promo code. Did they change it? Nope. Believe 50? One, no, no, no. One promo code forever oh, now. Wow. Just believe. B-L-E-A-V. Yep. Spelled our way. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Our very special guest on this episode Oh man, I'm excited to have him on. He's a returning champion to this show. He's he's the best to ever do it. The GOAT, Walter Jones. Welcome back, Big Walt. Hey, what's up, hey, guys, man? Hey, hey, what's up, Loaf, man? Thanks for having me on, man. Look forward to it, man. Oh, you guys. I mean, let's get right into it here. Uh, big time draft last week. Seahawks adding a lot of talent to the team, depending on your opinion of these players. I have a very high opinion of some of them. I'm really excited to hear what you guys thought about the draft. Would you like to just start out by giving me your overall grade for the Seahawks and the draft that they just had? Are you talking to me? A loaf for me? You want me? Uh, you go ahead, Walt. Uh, 
would have told uh, which of you which one. <laughs> Sorry. Walt, jump in here. Uh, you know what? I, I thought that I, I don't know about giving a grade because me personally, I don't see how you give a grade if a guy's haven't got on the field yet. But from a, a standpoint of just the picks that they got, I thought that they was in the right direction with everything that happened over the offseason. I think uh, they, they did the right thing. You know, it's kind of weird that, you know, after we lose our quarterback, now we get a, a top-tier offensive lineman. And able to get two offensive linemen. So I think, you know, I guess they was listening in the end there. So I think it's all about a rebuild for them. So I, I like the the picks that they got. I think they got guys that probably felt like they should have got high, been higher picks. And I think that's the way that, you know, that they operate over there, where it's all about getting guys that kind of come in with a chip on their shoulder. And now you get the best out of those guys because they want to prove themselves. So from that standpoint, I feel like those guys that they have are guys that they definitely can 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 put that pressure on those guys and hopefully those guys can come out and perform like the the last set of guys did. Lofa, overall, how they do? Yeah, I think they did really well. Um, you know, like just Walt said, you don't know what you have until a couple of years down the road. But I think there's, you know, those first three picks are going to see some playing time, a lot of playing time, especially Mafe and uh, Cross. Um, and you know, um, the running back too, Walker. He he could see some time and. It, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it, but oh, yeah, it kind of get, yeah, it gives me a, a a bad feeling about maybe where we're headed with Chris Carson, unfortunately. But okay. um, you know, the game, it's always what's best for the organization. So I think that's why they did that. That's why they took that pick because it really wasn't a glaring need. But um, he had a great career, not just at Wake Forest, but at Michigan State. The last year was really impressive. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I think the two getting two old linemen, you know, and I don't know if Walt's had a chance to really break their film down, but I think that's huge, especially. And I know he said, it's ironic that we, we lose our quarterback and we get the old line, but well, now's the time we need the run game, especially. So, um, you know, that's, uh, I, th- I thought we did some, some good things. Yeah. I've seen, uh, grades out there and like, like Walt pointed out, who knows what this even really means, but you know, people have been given like C pluses. I've seen some F's out there, but I, every Seahawk fan I talk to, all my friends and things I see from Seahawk fans online, I think unless we're just being overly optimistic Seahawk fans, I feel like all of us think we did pretty well in this draft. And I would include myself as one of those fans. I think we did we did great. I mean, a top 10 left tackle. When's the last time we had one of those? Is <laughs> hey. that... Is either Walter hey. or, or Russ <laughs> Russ Ocon. And Brown, too, though. So you got to look at Brown bringing in the trade. Uh, I know you from my draft, but still. Do you think we'll get him back? I doubt it, man. I think uh, Brown's want his money, uh, want a little extra money right now. You know, no, I don't know what his financial status is, but I know he's looking at all these guys out there. He, if he still feel like he can play, I think he's going to look for a little payout. You know, he's probably going to get what the top tackle's getting, but – I think he's still looking for a little payout here, even if it's one or two years. Well, let's talk about the first round draft pick, though. Number nine overall offensive tackle. I mean, we have the man here to talk about this. Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Um, Walt, you had a chance to look at his film. I mean, what do you think about the young man? Uh, I think he's an excellent player. You know, I, I think a lot of it is uh, on about, you know, he's he was in an offense that air raid, I guess it was called, uh, that, you know, they, they he pass protect more. You know, it's, it's so funny now. I remember when I came out, it was all about, you know, could you pass protect? So now, 
you know, you're kind of seeing where the league is going. I think he's going to be very like one of those, what you call a, a plug and play guy where he's going to come in and he's going to be the guy, you know, he's going to, it's going to be his job to lose. And, you know, a lot of people ask me about, can he run block? I sound, I'm assuming he can, you know, I think no matter how much you've been a pass protect sooner or later throughout the game, you've got to put your hand in the dirt and play some football. So it's just a matter of time. Would he be able to do that? You know, he came from the sec, so he's definitely been played against the competition. So I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. It's just about him coming here and learning the playbook and, and kind of figuring things out. Have you had a chance to chat with him at all? I had a chance to meet him. I, I met him on the second day. They brought him in for a media day. And so I got a chance to go out to the complex and meet him. He seemed like a, a nice kid, you know, uh, willing uh, to uh, to come in and work. You know, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, you, you just try to explain to the kids, you know, you, you, you enjoy this weekend and the next weekend you're being shorts and, and running around and thinking like, man, I thought I was in shape. So I think from that standpoint, I think it's all about just grasping what's going on and, and kind of understanding the speed of the game. You know, for me personally, I just try to teach these young kids the stuff outside of football because I think a lot of times kids don't understand that part of it. You get all this money and then now you got to take care of yourself completely. You know, not about, you know, when you're in college, it's, 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 like, it's laid out for you. You don't have to worry about bills or nothing like that. Then all of a sudden, you're in a situation where you say, now it's almost like signing your contract. You don't know what's going on. You have to read it out to see what's going on. And it's the same thing with signing a lease or signing everything. You know, you're just learning all this stuff as you go. So for me personally, I just try to tell those kids that to be ready, prepare for that part of it. Because I know the football stuff is easy and they're going to go out there and do their best on that. So that's what mm -hmm. I try to instill in some of these kids. Uh, Lofa, were you excited when they when they took him? I mean, a, a lot of people thought he might not even be available at number nine. I think the Seahawks kind of even said that. Like, they couldn't believe he was there, and they were happy to snatch him up. Yeah. I mean, you would have been happy with any three. Uh, Neil and then uh, from Bama and then Quanu from uh, NC State. You know, so the fact that, you know, any one of them was still there was huge. And so, we yeah, we addressed the need, but we also got a quality player. And I think that's the biggest thing. You don't want to draft for need. But when you're drafting the top 10, you know, you're going to get a quality player at that need. So I'm um, excited to, to add him to the team and, um, you know, especially that old line. I know Rashad Penny's going to be happy, um, you know, who's back kind of on a one year prove it deal, prove that he could stay healthy before, you know, he gets that big payday. So, yeah, I was uh, very happy. He looks – well, how big is this guy? I mean, he looks like a basketball player when it's in those pictures I was looking at. Yeah, he's a pretty slim guy, you know, I think – and that's where the league is going anyway. You know, I, I, you know, it's not about trying to put weight on these guys. It's about just getting them strong. So, for me personally, I think it's, he's a great size, you know, and especially in this league today and now. You know, when I came in, it was all about trying to put weight on, put weight on, put on weight, weight. So, I think they're taking these kids as they come. You know, most of these offensive line guys are, like you say, a former basketball player, you know. I was listening to an interview where he said he played basketball to help with the feet. It's almost like a, a, a blueprint of what I've done when I was playing the game. I played basketball. I love basketball, but, you know, he said the same thing. Like, you realize that 6'5 is really not tall in basketball. So, uh, so from that standpoint, I like his, his demeanor on that. But I don't see him, you know, they probably put a little more weight on him just for the standpoint that he's just been in a, in a passive offense. So now you just got to try to find that aggression again, you know, because, you know, as soon as you get here, you're not going to be past that. And it's going to be all drills and getting your hand in the dirt and, and playing football. So I think from that standpoint, that might be a shot for him. But I think, you know, once you get the hang of it, he should be okay. Well, in the second round, I don't know if he'll be playing with his hand in the dirt or 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 standing up. Lofa can help us out with that. But at number forty, they took a linebacker, uh, Mafe from Minnesota. What do you think, Lofa? I like Boye. Um, he's uh, he's a beast, and yeah. I mean, 
you know, there's uh, some things that he needs to work on with his pass rush. You know, really, I think the the biggest thing is I watched a good amount of film on him. His his get off wasn't always you know, there. And, you know, when you're taking a pass rusher, you know, I think he had six or seven sacks, which is solid. Um, but, um, you know, the thing that jumped out the most is just absolute, you know, just animal savage strength. This dude was walking tackles back mm. to the quarterback wow. and really created a two-way go wherever the quarterback escaped, he was there to make the tackle. And so, um, you know, can he do that at this level? We'll see. Cause you know, you get the likes of a Walter Jones, you're not just going to bull rush those guys, but um, you know, that's essentially what he was doing. I didn't see him beat too many people with speed or around the edge, but he was literally just going through them down the middle and, and, and walking these guys back to the quarterback. So um, you like the toughness and you can never have enough tough guys on, on defense, especially in the trenches. Does he remind you of anyone playing right now? Hmm. You know, not that I can think of, I'm thinking about someone that just, bull rushes 90% of the time and I, and I can't think of one. And so that's probably why, you know, it's, it's the hardest comparison, yeah. but um, you know, body type wise, he's like a Khalil Mack, you know, not, not as fast, but uh, I think they're both about six, two, six, three, two sixty, And um, you know, and he can move, but he's just not, uh, you know, the athlete that Khalil is. Gotcha. What do you think about them picking up a pass rusher in the second round? Walt? Uh, I think it's uh, great. I think this, uh, this defense definitely need a pass rush. Um, you know, he, you know, just just getting bodies too, though. You know, I, I me personally, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of having veteran guys on the team. So for me personally, I it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of disturbing to see that you know you're bringing all these guys in, but then you try to figure out who are the veteran guys going to help these guys get through the process. And you know, just watching guys. Me, I'm more of a visual guy. And I think offensive most mostly offensive linemen are visual guys. So you know, you really don't see anybody. You know, a lot of times these kids will come in and feel like they're the big man on campus. But Lofa, you understand that you have to earn your keep and that you earn your keep about what you do on the football field. It's not about where you got drafted at. Yeah. It's about, okay, can we trust you in the battle? So I think for me personally, sometimes that's what I fear more about. You know, it, I know they don't want to say rebuild, but you think about you have to be rebuilding because there, you know, for us, we look at and see who the veteran guys are on the team and who's going, who's going to set the standard because, you know, when you're on that football field, it's not about what the coaches are saying on the sideline. It's about what you what you know and how you're gonna get it done. And you got to trust those guys that's out there on the football field with you. So from each standpoint, I think just getting bodies, getting guys that gonna make a difference in the game, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you want a pass rusher that can, you know, you want a pure pass rusher guy. I think this defense definitely need that set for the back end where uh the the offensive line and the quarterback is worried about where this guy's at at all times. So I'm um, hopefully that this guy can come in and, and be that that present that they need on defense. You know, and okay. you know, 260, you know, usually guys that can play outside and also inside when, you know, nickel third down comes, um, you know, I think he actually has versatility or value there because of the sheer strength I'm talking about. I'm There's not a guard that should be able to hang with this guy. Um, from a speed standpoint and athleticism. But then when you factor on top of the, you know, how strong he is, like I said, it, it was incredible. I'll send you guys some clips after we we get done with the show of yeah. him just, I mean, just bulldozing, bull rushing these guys, 330 pounders into the quarterback's mm -hmm. lap. So um, with a guy like that, you can, you can put him inside on the, on the, the pass downs. And, uh, and I think any, honestly, even if they run the ball, he'll be fine. Well, and Pete, I, I feel like in his time here, he kind of uh, uh, picks dudes and then feels like he and the system can kind of mold them into what they need to be. Am I 
kind of right in thinking about that. You know, they, they move guys positions all the time, like Jared Sweezy, you know, and they, they have a type, to- if that's what you mean. Like, yeah, like they kind of <laughs> like athletes sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah, they have a type, you know, specific to, you know, generally like just like the fifth round corner we got, um, you know, I, I felt like I was watching Sherman. Now, that's high praise. You know, I don't want to, you know, uh, crown this guy yet, but he played receiver for several years and then he moved over. He's six four, two oh five. He was, right. you know, bringing the noise on the tackles. I, I really did. It looked like another Brandon Browner or, or Sherm. And yeah. so that's exciting. But yeah, there, there's there's kind of like a body type. And Mafe kind of reminds me of, of Bruce Irvin. I know um, he's not as fast, but Bruce, you know, 6'3", 260, and, and really strong. But he also had that speed factor with him. Okay, well, with their third pick in the draft, um, and they picked right after uh, Mafe, they had the very next pick also. So at 41... They took Kenneth Walker the third from uh, Michigan State, but he also spent time like Lofa said at Wake Forest. Um, Lofa, we were having breakfast together in Seattle, I think, when when Walker had that huge game against Michigan. And at that time, yeah. you were like, "This kid's a stud." And then here we are drafting him, and so we've been talking about this guy for a while. Uh, you got to be excited about this one. I know you are. Come on, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, he could do it all, but he, he's got great patience, sets up his blocks well, and then has the acceleration to, you know, hit the top end and hit the home run. And, you know, when we were watching him. The only thing I couldn't understand is why Wake Forest wasn't giving the ball more. <laughs> or State. Oh, at, when he was at Wake. That's why he left Wake Forest. Right, and, right. you know, um, no offense, Wake Forest, but this is why you're Wake Forest. You're letting a second round pick oh. escape to Michigan State and, you know, become a Doak Walker Award winner, which is the best running back in the nation. I'll okay. have you know. Uh, it's just, you know – Man, all right, I'm done bashing Wake Forest, but whatever. It's uh, this is a very excited about this pick, and yeah. um, I think you know, there's you know, unless you're the Tennessee Titans, everybody else has two running backs, <laughs> and uh, so um, you know, running back by committee is kind of, and then you know, of course, we last year was pretty much the first year that Penny played the whole season healthy, so I think you know, not having a pitch count, so to speak, but managing his reps, give this kid all the reps in the preseason, give him all the looks to catch him up to speed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, him and, and, you know, he'd be a nice one, two punch with, with Penny. Well, yeah. And like you already said, you know, Chris Carson, we don't know there yet, but uh, he could still come back. And then also you got DJ Dallas, who's been productive as well. So, um, well, what do you think about uh, the kid out of Michigan state here or the, I, I, I think it's good for competition. I think, uh, like you said, there's, there's not a proven running back in this system since Marshawn left here. You know, those guys have done some great stuff, but they haven't been consistent enough. You like to say the injury bug have definitely been in that in that in that room. So anytime you bring a guy like this that's proven, you know what I'm saying, that's just gonna put more, you know, competition. You know, you a lot of guys, you know, you hear a lot of guys get mad about bringing in another guy, but I think it's just competition. You know, you come in and you play well, but you like you say, the injury bug has been bad on this team. You know, these guys, I don't know last time these guys have played a complete season so you know you get a young guy like that that could come in and spell these guys or put that pressure on them you know so for, for my standpoint you got a guy that's want, want the pill and all three of those guys you know even they bring Carson back those guys want the pill like, like Lofa said you know there's not a lot of teams out there that's got a one one guy so you got you got to do it by committee so now you get a guy that's really can play the game this year without even thinking just you know you got two 
you know, if Carson come back, you got two running back that knows the system. So now all this guy's got to go in and go in and play football. And I think from from his standpoint, with all the accolades that he's coming in with, I think it's going to be great for him to just come in and play football. Well, and Can then you they, imagine if Carson comes back. No. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my yeah. Well, I mean, what a deep room that would be, right? I mean, yeah, it, we just the that. injury bug though. Stop freaking call Beacon. Get that thing out of there. <laughs> Uh, the round and then round three, number 72 overall, they go back to offensive tackle Abraham Lucas, uh, out of Washington State. So, Coog's Coog fans rejoice there. Um, surprised there, not surprised there. I mean, something else they needed to do. Why, why, do, why do you think they go two tackles this early with that strategy? You, uh, I think it's more just like you say, I think in, in the offensive line room, you know, they do so many switching and stuff. So I think, you know, you're just trying to uh, make that offensive line solid. You know, you these guys need to play together for two to three years to kind of you see the progress of these guys. So for me personally, I think the more bodies you have just going to make it better for the team. And now you get guys that's coming in that these guys look like they can be plug and play guys. That's it's going to be anybody position. So I think with this kid here, I think this kid can play guard too. So you know okay. these these two guys, these two round, these two draftees might be start day one. So you just got to go because you know we all rebuilding now. So you know if you drafting linemen that te- that's telling the, the guys that's there that your guard, your your job is not that secure. So I think from a standpoint of that, I, I like the, the the pick. I like you know especially getting a local guy. Anytime you can get a local guys, you know. I you know, you think about it now. If I play the game, I'm like, man, how cool would that have been to play in the state of uh, the college and then get a chance to go to the same uh, pro team. So for any guys like that, you know, like Marcus Trufant, those guys, I think it's pretty cool that they able to withstand the pressure of family and friends and still be able to do it and then be able to go to the same team in that same state. So for this kid, I, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what type of kid he become and, you know, if he's going to come in there and, and, and fight for a, a position too. Hey, Lofo, what do you think was Russell's reaction wherever he was watching, seeing them take their second offensive tackle? He's like, yeah, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> that's that's Russell's reaction. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, what was your reaction? Uh, hell yeah. A game is won in the trenches. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because the big fella's here. I mean, it's the truth. When you even we look back to the year that we went to the Super Bowl in 05, um, our offensive line was the best in the league. My defensive line, it was up there in the top five and underrated, you know, all the guys that I had up there. And and that's, you know, it makes life so much easier for all the skilled guys, you know, and that, they never get talked about unless they don't do their job, right? It's the only time you hear about the O and D line, if they didn't get the pass rush, if they didn't block. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they make life so much easier on you. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I, I expect Cross, Cross going to be first day starter. And I believe, Walt, that, you don't take a guy in the third round unless you don't think he can contribute, be a starter in like the mm-hmm. first year or two. So, um, you know, exciting that that they did that. And then just the whole element of competition, right? Because I really thought offensive line was a strong point for us last year. Of course, we don't return Dwayne, but with, you know, bringing these guys in, you know, it just puts everybody on notice. Like, oh you know, shit, like <laughs> tighten up. <laughs> Um, can we take a bre- break from the draft talk real quick? Because, Walt, I'd be remiss if I just didn't get your take on everything that happened this offseason. The two biggest moves being the trade of Russell, but then also Bobby uh, leaving and then, of course, signing with the Rams. What, what's your take on all that? It's, it's a business. I tell people all the time. Uh, I tell fans all the time, don't don't uh, don't fall in love with the players because they can uh, leave anytime. Love a team. 
but, you know, I think it's just part of, I think the thing about Russell, I think Russell was on the move probably two years, a year before, you know, I think, you know, I think guys understand, I think if you understand the business side of it, you understand how things work and people got to realize that quarterbacks run this league. And you know, if you don't believe that, then you shouldn't be in the league. These guys control where they want to play. I think that's the only position basically where they can control where they play at, where they want to play at. So uh, from that standpoint, and then the thing about Bobby, I, I feel bad for him because, you know, that was my freaking pick. So I'm mad about that. I thought Bobby was going to end his career here in, in, in Seattle. I thought he probably was the only guy that had a chance to play his entire career here in Seattle. So for me personally, it, it kind of pisses me off about that part of it. But, you know, I, I still understand it's a business and you got to do whatever you got to do what's best for the team. But still, I felt like Bobby should have been one of those guys that just could have just hey, if he want to play he's going to play for us you know i think seattle should have said that if he's going to play football he's going to play for us and i think if they would have told him that i think things would have been a lot different for him but you know they they don't want to say rebuild but we told him once you lose your 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 your, your top tier quarterback and you know a great linebacker like bobby even though he was coming off maybe coming off an injury but still again once you once you leave your quarterback you know then okay we're in a rebuilding you know with everything that happened last year with injuries and all that crap. So I think it was, you know, I think it was in the right anyway, what was going to happen. So, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to what's going on right now. I'm a fan. I don't get mad about stuff like that. So I just want to see the process and see what happened with this team. Yeah, I hear you. Well, back to the draft. So in round four, Kobe, number 109 overall, they drafted Kobe. I walked in the next morning. I said to producer Katie, she goes, how'd the draft go? I said, they drafted Kobe Bryant. She goes, ha ha. Yeah, right. I went, C-O-B-Y. Bryant, um, named after the late Kobe Bryant, uh, but he played at Cincinnati. He's a DB, uh, fourth round overall, and I mean, super talented guy. I mean, Jim Thorpe Award winner, right? How? I mean, is that something you're interested in? Is that uh, good? Alpha, you're the defense <laughs> around here. How do you feel about Kobe? Yeah, man, um, this is probably my favorite pick of the draft. Um, oh, wow. yeah. Just because getting a guy like this, the Thorpe Award winner who just routinely showed up and showed out uh, on game day, yeah. it was incredible that he was still there in the fourth round. I thought mm. late second, third, he would be gone. And uh, so, yeah, talk about a value pick. I think this is a guy that can definitely contend for a starting job. And just the competitive nature he has, it's, it's, it's an easy pick to fall in love with when you see him play football because this is – a John Schneider, Pete Carroll kind of guy that, you know, just fighting, scratching, clawing, anything you do to to get that interception or make that hit. Yeah. And uh, so excited about this pick. Well, and he says uh, his quote about himself is, I'm a physical corner as well as with a high uh, football IQ. I feel like I make a lot of plays on the ball. I would say my ball skills are the best in the draft. Sign me up for that. How you feel, Walter? I think it's a great pick, you know, not like what you got two guys that have won the two awards that, you know, that are pretty high besides the Heisman to right. win at, at your position. So for, for that, that's pretty cool. You know, for for him to be uh, that late in the draft too, that's, that's amazing. So you got a kid, and even, even with the Seahawks, they looking at that, like, this can be a cheap steal for us where we can get a kid that can come in there and play for us for a couple of years without worrying about paying him. So like, you, you, you like that strategy, but still, again, I think he's a kid that can come in, like you say, watching this kid. He's like you say, those are types, and you think, okay, those are the types that you kind of always see on the football field. So this kid could come in, you know. I think 
those two guys that got the awards, I think they could come in and, and, and learn to play the game without worrying about the pressure of being a high draft pick too, though. So now <laughs> those guys can come in and compete, you know, and I think that's what Pete always about, you know, you kind of saying, you know, a lot of times people are worried about, is he too old? Is this going to get over? You know what you do? You rebuild those guys. So those guys are going to be so excited. They understand what Pete can do and what this organization can do. So guys want to be a part of that. So I think that, you know, you get these young guys here and, and, and just let them work, you know, let them guys have fun like they did before, you know, and and then deal with when they get their paycheck. Because once they get that money, things to change. And then you got to change your whole coaching strategy. So I'm thinking that they build on that, having a chip on your shoulder and let's go out there and work. So for Pete, now I think he got one more run, probably another five or six year run with playing with these guys where these guys going to make a name for themselves. So I'm looking forward to it to see, see and see how these guys turn out, you know, and I like these names too. I like the names. I think a lot of time when you look at a draft as a fan, you want a name that you can recognize and names that you hear. You're like, Oh, I know that kid. I remember that kid got drafted. So this name, Kobe Bryant, I think it's going to be a name that's going to, you know, so I think along with the name, you know, people always want to think or look twice when you hear Kobe Bryant anyway. So, and yeah. I, I read where he said he wanted the number eight to wear. I don't know if he's going to be able to with Matt Hasselbeck, but who, so who knows? But Give him number eight. Oh, wait. Give him <laughs> I thought, okay, so it's either number eight or 24, which that's Hasselbeck or uh, obviously Marshawn. So two big numbers uh, with oh. the Seahawks, but uh, super excited to see Kobe play. And also, you guys, as I was watching the draft, and I don't know how you guys feel, but every time they kept coming back to the Seahawks, you know, war room, draft room, they just seemed so pumped in there, like legitimately excited and energized about this draft, about this upcoming season. There's an energy that I felt coming through the TV screen that I haven't felt in a while. And it's almost like, do you guys remember when you would you would start over fresh with your World of Warcraft character after you played him for a while? It's like that feeling where it's like, you know, you like you went so far with that one guy, but then you get to kind of start over and you get kind of excited. And I could feel it. I don't know if you guys ever played World of Warcraft, but nerd. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Though. I was like, "What the heck, bro?" Like, jeez. You guys have been, you've been called a nerd. World by- of Warcraft. No, we were on we were on the, the gridiron battlefield. Oh no, right? What did you? <laughs> Not in this mythological battlefield. We are real life here, huh? <laughs> there, uh, Sorry, no, but I'm excited. That you're excited, man. That's cool. Oh um, man, think about it. We did have witchcraft for a while. I was playing low for like, get out the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so they add depth with uh, yeah, you did the <laughs> quarterback as well in the fifth round. Um, they they add depth at wide receiver with uh Tyreek Smith out of Ohio State. They got Bo Melton, who's apparently a burner, right? From Rutgers. So I'm super happy with that one. And then uh, rounding out the draft, uh, young out of Lenore Ryan, small school. Love it when small school guys get drafted. Um, but I'm mean, I, I'm feeling good, you guys. I feel I feel good about the draft. But what I'm thinking about is now I'm starting to put the team together in my head, right? And we didn't draft a quarterback. Who you think we're rolling with? I think Gino. Mm. I I don't think Gino loses this competition. Um, you know, it's going to take a very special effort out of Locke. And I'm talking not just what he does on the field, but he's got to win that locker room over in order to, you know, supplant Gino. Gino gave us – he's been here. He's been in the organization for the last, what, three years, four years. So he knows the offense inside and out. Um, You know, in his time when he went in, three games, we went one and two. 
we were in. He he brought us back from a two-score deficit against the Rams when Russ went out. If not for mm-hmm. a bullshit pass interference that they didn't call, um, you know, he's got the chance on that final drive. And then he just well, he, didn't protect the ball against the Steelers. TJ Watt did, you know, TJ Watt things and forced right. the fumble and won the game. But he had us in both those games against great opponents. So um, I I expect him to win this job, to be honest. Wow. Walt? No, man, I don't it, – it's going to be tough, though. I think they're – I think they're, they love uh, – they love Locke, but, you know um, – and I think it's I, me personally. I think it's his job to lose. I think Locke gonna be the one that's got to win the job. But like you say, I, I believe in Gino. Like you said, Gino been. He's gonna. I think he's gonna put a lot of pressure. You know, with everything that happened with Gino and Austin right before the offseason. So I think Gino got something to prove too, though. You know that to win the locker room back too with everything. You know, because you know we as players we don't get in players' business no matter what happened. You know, we as players we once we see them we ask them if they okay. They need some, but still again. We don't get involved in what's going on legally or all that stuff too, though. So, from a standpoint on that thing, I think Gino has something to prove with the organization. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, but mm-hmm. I think I like I like Luck. I think Luck is going to. It's the guy. It's, the, it's his job to lose. Okay. Well, I mean, let's not forget uh, John Elway thought enough of Drew Locke to draft him in the first round. As, as he's a first round quarterback. You got to give him a shot, right? They drafted a lot of first round quarterbacks. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Love John Elway. Uh, there was a lot of first round quarterbacks drafted over there. All right. The reason he traded for Russell. Uh, let's talk about DK and and then we'll get out of here. Are they going to resign him? If so, when and should they? And what are you guys thinking about this? I'll let you take this one, Walt. Um, I think they will. I think if he come in this year with a level head and just play ball, I think a lot of times you get caught up. And this year is going to be a definitely to, uh, to see what type of player he's going to be because now he don't have his. You know, now you're going to see, okay, how good Russell was or or this player is better. So I think from a standpoint, from from his stamp, DK standpoint, it's all about him getting his touches and stuff like that. So I think from that standpoint, you know, he's seeing all the receivers getting paid. So I would tell him to come in, shut up, don't say nothing, play ball, and get your numbers up. And then now when that time comes, you, you can do whatever you want. I think guys want to be in control. Anytime you get a chance to be in control of what's going on, I think that's the best thing, you know. You don't want to be, you don't want to be, uh, what they call it, a uh, uh, franchise tag. You want to go out and you want to go out and get, you know, recruited again. I think all of us, I didn't get a chance to do that, but from a standpoint of just doing it, I think, you know, you've got to keep somebody here that's that's a face for this this, this organization right now. We don't really you think about the guys we have. Who is going to be the face? Who the guy you want to see talking on TV every week? So you got to build that guy now. So I think he can handle that role. But still, again, I think he's still got to come out here and play consistently, uh, put up great numbers, and then I think he'll get paid. What do you think, Lofa? They sign him, sign up to an extension this year? Or I think we- the extension happens in the summer, like July, August, right before camp. Um, you know, I just for the sole reason, if you don't, it's just the price is just going up. The price ain't coming down. <laughs> So, I mean, you see, like, you know, his uh, his boy, AJ, just got 100 or 100-something million, you know, like 25 a year. It's, um, yeah, it's best to do it now before, you know, he has another 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown season. With and, a lesser quarterback, too, though. So that's definitely going to help him out if you go out and put the numbers up with a lesser quarterback. Oh, so. if, if, if they let it get to free agents, he's gone. Yeah. He's like that. So that's all I'm saying. If he's your guy, which – we've continually stated that he is, then, then, you know, do the right thing by him right now and extend him. And um, because if we, yeah, if he goes out there and, you know, he puts up, 
1,200 and 10 touchdowns with, with either quarterback, Smith or Locke, yeah, he's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, it's going to be like the Debo Samuel situation. Like, yeah, no, nah, you know, you guys had your chance. I'm out. Yeah. And so, you know, and I'm still waiting to see what happens there. Are you listening, John? <laughs> I, hope, up. I hope Debo's gone. <laughs> but yeah, the division at least you mean, right? Guy is a nightmare. I love watching him play, but yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it, uh, if we get a Debo, oh boy. But you know, I'll put Debo at quarterback, man. Oh, yeah. Yes. I texted, wait a second, hold on a second. I texted you that and you texted me back, meh. When? <laughs> so weird. I don't know, man. I was probably just drowning my sorrows in tequila from another <laughs> loss. Was this recent? Was this during the season? Yeah. I text you. I was like, I, I text you, out of the box idea. We get Debo. Just let him play quarterback. Oh yeah, man, sign me up. Oh okay. Yep. Maybe change the tune over the last. Yeah, year. my bad. Maybe I incepted you with that. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, before we get out of here, Walt. I mean, I know we know you got the clothing line that Lofa's rocking. You're rocking it too. Best to ever do it. Uh, what else are you up to, man? No, man, just uh. uh... Just doing a lot of charity stuff, man. Just enjoying, enjoying life with my kids and stuff like that. Right now, it's slow, kind of slow for me now. I'm um, doing a, a dinner this weekend. Just, just staying busy, man. Just trying to uh, be up, like I said, be part of the community, man, and and, and enjoying life. That's basically, you know, that's, that's basically it. Hawk fans and just, uh, dude, you're the best, man. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate it. On this uh, episode of Believe in Seahawks, Lofa. Anything else before we get out of here? No, man. Thanks for coming on, Walt. Oh, no problem. Anytime, though. You know that, bro. You guys, I'm excited about our team. I mean, deep running back room. We re-signed Quandre, right? Got Jamal. Got uh, Kobe coming in. We Don't forget. Kobe! Uh, Trey Brown, first-round pick from last year on the other side. So, I think a lot to be excited about with the Seahawks team, young team going forward. It feels a little bit like 2009 or 10 around here or something like that, maybe. Right? 11? What, when was the year kind of before Russell got a lot of the young guys around? I don't know. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, you guys can email us anytime. Seahawkspod at gmail.com. Seahawkspod at gmail.com if you've got questions. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, all that, at Believe in Seahawks, spelled our way, B-L-E-A-V in Seahawks. You guys can find Walter Jones on social media at... Still trying to say how to spell that believe, though. I just couldn't get it right. Oh, it's a 51. Is it 51 at the end? Or is it at the end? I know. I don't think I even have my number in there. What are you talking about? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, I'm still trying to spell this believe, though. Although I might, I might have to spell check that thing. E L E A V. I'm going to have to spell check that, bro. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much, man. Walt, seriously, thanks for your time, man. Always Appreciate it, brother. What up? We, we do a breakdown. Keep the hands in the middle just like practice. What, what do the O-linemen break it down to? Oh, we just do O-line or whatever like y'all do. Linebackers, LBs, so whatever. We used to bark like dogs at linebacker. So, um, all right, let's just do this one's for Kobe. We're just going to say Kobe. One, two, three, Kobe. So, Kobe on three. And then give me your best jump shot. One, two, three. Kobe! Kobe! Oh! That's a two low Three pointers.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.